0: Well done. Before I jump into the rest of our service, just a a couple things to remind us of here at the end of the year. Uh, Some of you may have come with your little white boxes. If you did, there's a station to drop those off. Uh, we love to receive those still. We, We... Really, thank you for your generosity. So many people participated in the Little White Box campaign this year, which uh, supports both our food pantry here locally, but also uh, supporting the, the needs of torn Ukraine through Fight for Freedom. So thank you for being a part of that. Also, if you are wanting to make a year-end gift, hey, it's the 31st. You've got a little bit of time till the end of the day. So if you'd like to do that, man, we'd be blessed to receive those gifts. We've, we've seen, just so you know, to be encouraged, we've seen really Generous, strong giving here at the end of the year, and I want to encourage you to help us right over the finish line that we might see the year end really, really well. If you can help, that would be so wonderful. Thank you for that. We are here today to kind of talk about and celebrate what God has done so far in this Arise and Shine theme year, and the way we wanted to do that was by having great worship together and, and featuring all of our campuses on the stage, but also telling stories from every campus, you're going to hear a short story of what God is doing. You're going to be encouraged today, guaranteed. You're going to be inspired. You're going to be challenged by the stories you hear. I'm so excited to be able to, to share that with you. I want to just give you a quick reminder of where we've come this year, what this Arise and Shine theme has all been, has been about. The scripture reading that Ellie read to us is from Isaiah, and is talking prophetically to the people of Israel, which really is to us as well because we are grafted in to the people of Israel. We are part of that community. The context, if you remember, was that Israel was in a season where they were experiencing sin, suffering, mourning. It was this sort of cyclical pattern that was a big problem for the country at the time. But God had not forgotten them. That was the message that we are hearing in that passage. God doesn't forget his people. He never forgets his people. He's with them. He's with us. He was with them then. He is with us now. And they had a calling and a destiny on their lives. 700 years goes by from that prophet Isaiah's message. And then what happens? Well, what we celebrated last week. A son is born. A son is given. The government would rest upon his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Amen. The Incarnation. God became man that he might come and live and dwell among us and go from the cradle all the way to the grave for us, that we might be saved, that we might have a hope and a future, that we might be bridge, bridge that gap that we could never bridge on our own to our Lord God. Isn't it incredible what he did at Christmas time? We celebrated all the all year long. It is the good news, gospel message that, that really not just inspires us at Christmas time, but we carry with us all year round, don't we? Jesus is born. Jesus is born. And then, in Jesus' own words, listen to his own words, he says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior, had come, and he was shining, and he continues to shine. And how does he do it? Well, in lots of ways we see the Lord shining around us in many different ways, but his primary way, we don't always get it at the time to- always, but he does it through us. <laughs> we think, "Why did you pick us, Lord?" But it was always his intention to use the church to shine the light, and not just not a building, but the people of God. And we are the people of God. Listen to what he says to us in Matthew 5:13 to 16. "You now, I put the now in, but are the light of the world." A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So do you see the baton being passed from our Lord Jesus to us? And the beautiful thing is this mission that he's given us to arise and shine and have impact in our, in our households, in our families, in our neighborhoods, in the world, you know, in Connecticut, New England, and around the world. It's not just out of our own effort. No, he leaves us and makes us a beacon, a lighthouse, by the same spirit who was in him. The Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Christ Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Have you thought about that before? The same spirit who is in Christ, is the spirit that lives, rules, reigns, dwells in us and in the church, that we might be a light to the world. The shining comes from the Lord himself through us. It's not by our striving, although hopefully we try. It's by the Lord's work in and through us, how we abide in him and he shines through us. And that's what we want to do today, we want to share some of these stories of how the Lord is shining in and through the people of Walnut Hill. Over the years, we've called these stories different things. I remember way back to the times with Joel Eisness, He called these yay God stories. Yes. You remember that? Yay God stories. We started Then we called them God at work stories. We've been lately calling them reasons for joy, which I like. It's been good for this season. Reasons for joy. Whatever you call them. These are Rise and Shine stories. They, they capture what it looks like to have the Lord come who is ruling and reigning in our lives and shining through us. They're, they're the stories of how God is moving and working right here in our midst. How he's changing our lives and using us to impact our families, our neighborhoods, and our world. And the first story you're going to see on video with Pastor Joshua Multunis and one of the stories from the Valley campus. Let's turn to that now.
1: Hello, Walnut Hill family. My name is Joshua Moultonis. I'm the Valley Campus Pastor. I regret that I can't be with you in person for this service. I'm still traveling with family. I wish I could be there. Uh, So, but we want to share a testimony from our campus via video. So I want to introduce you to Mike Taylor. Maybe you've seen Mike. He's been around the church for many years uh, at Bethel, and now he's been with us in the Valley, and I'd love to share his story with you. Mike, so glad you could join me today, and uh, so grateful to hear your story. Uh, So how long have you been here in the Valley with us for? A year. Yeah, and uh, how are some of the ways that you've seen growth in yourself over this past year?
2: Like, beginning of the time I've been here, I know that I was quiet. But then as I started to grow into God, I learned that I could be more social with church. And it felt like a family.
1: Hmm.
2: It felt like I belonged somewhere.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: Like, look, God's love for me is, like, amazing. It really changed my life. Yeah. It made me feel... Like, like I could be worth something. Like, like Jesus knows I'm worth something.
1: Sure. And we've seen the change in you. As before, it was kind of more, you know, you were kind of looking to receive, but now you've been giving more. Yeah. I'd love to hear about what happened a couple Sundays ago.
2: Yeah, a couple Sundays ago, I was praying and talking to God while I was listening to the um, worship team. And he was telling me that uh, he told me something to tell you to have people challenge to be challenged more and to give God our all. Yeah. Because he deserves it all because he, he sent his son down a cross and no one else would do that but he, him. So it's like he deserves it all.
1: That's right.
2: Without him we're nothing. We're just dust. That's right. So I feel like we should be challenging each other to really give God our all.
1: That's right, and we were so grateful that you know you then came and shared that with me, and I said, "Yeah, I believe that's the Lord speaking to you." And we gave you opportunity to share it with the congregation. Yeah, um, and we were so grateful that you shared and for your leadership, yeah, um, in the way that you worship God with, with abandon. You don't care what other people in no. think.
2: Like I get, I stand up. Like I'm one of the first ones to stand up and raise my hand. I kneel down before the Lord on my knees. I raise my hand without even hesitating. I'm, I'm like a role model to one of the younger per- people. Yeah, and they're like, when I stand, he stands. When when I raise my hand, he raises his hand, and anyway, he's sitting next to me during the service, and I feel like God has purpose for me.
1: That's right. He sure does, and we're so grateful to have you here, Mike. Thanks for sharing.
2: Thank you.
3: Well, good morning. That was a powerful story, huh? Powerful. Uh, well, my name my name is Brian Cerrone and i am representing the waterbury campus and in a in a minute you're going to see a you're going to hear from a testimony from a guy his name is jimmy and i've had the privilege of being able to work with jimmy for the last few years now and his story convicts me it makes me as a pastor want to be better want to be a better follower of jesus and what you're going to notice in his story is that He has encountered the touch of Jesus on his life. And as a result, he can't help himself but to share Jesus in everything that he does, in every place that he goes. And I'm just astounded. And I just want to take just a quick moment. I know Jimmy is here uh, with us this morning. And if you're hearing this, Jimmy, I am so proud of you. I am so proud of how far you've come. And I want to encourage you to keep running that race. And I cannot wait to see what Jesus is going to continue to do in and through your life. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's turn our attention to the video. It truly was a distinct honor to be able to baptize you. And that was a powerful and a special moment. So, you know, talk to me a little bit about how do we get to that moment? Tell Tell me, tell us a little bit about your story, about your testimony. Um, so let's, let's start there.
4: Years ago, I wasn't always a great person, and uh, it ended up leading me to go to prison on and off throughout my my 20s, and, uh, mm. and uh, it's been a roller coaster. And, but while I was in prison, uh, I came across meeting Jesus, and he came to me in my cell, and I wasn't never intended and I'm finding Jesus, never knew him. I really honestly never knew if I wanted to meet him, but he came to me, and it was a quiet night in the cell, and and, and I was in the cell by myself, and, and I felt like a, like a hand on my back, and it, it gave me chills, and there was nobody else around, so I did not know whose hand that was or any of that, and it was just a touching, touching experience for me.
3: Tell us a little bit more about that experience. Um, what, that, what did you feel? What was going through your mind? How did that transform your path forward?
4: When I uh, came home from prison, uh, I just wanted to do the right thing. And I actually made a few more mistakes while I, I came home. And uh, but things happened. And I couldn't really get a job anywhere because I had Four felonies on my record Mm. so uh so I went back to where I what I knew and so I started uh actually delivering pizzas for for a close friend of mine and the family he was like my father and uh delivering pizzas actually brought me to this church yeah yeah um once one day I I came here and uh Ed I met him in the basement he had ordered food Mm. and uh and he was like, what do you know about Jesus? And then that's when I realized that God didn't allow me to get another job. He brought me to the pizza place so I can come here. Wow. Yeah. And so I, spoke, I, spoke, I kept smoking to Ed, and he was like, oh, we should come to service, come to service. And, uh, and eventually I came, and that was another turning point in my life. And then my heart started feeling softer because I still had those waves in me somewhat. But my heart got softer, and and I'm here with you today.
3: Just observing you, working with you, partnering with you. We've done a lot of we've done a handful of things together, you know, from the last few years of trunk or treat, and to even the summer fun theme days that we have, where you just I'll call you up like, hey, we have a you know, can we have a bounce house tomorrow? And you're like, without hesitation, yeah, man, I got you. And that only scratches the surface of what you do in this area. Why do you do what you do?
4: I lost the chance to raise my children because I was in prison. Mm-hmm. So I always like to see kids smile because that's something that I failed at with my own children. Mm-hmm. So, So being able to see a whole community come together and little kids running around smiling and having a great time, it, it touches my heart. I just, I just want to help people now.
3: Jesus has done an amazing thing in your life and that has propelled you to live for him in tangible ways to really put hands and feet to what it means to arise and shine.
2: Let's stand together
3: and sing.
5: your place our hearts will break
6: but listening to those testimonies this something to my heart because I have a testimony myself and everyone in this room has a testimony so we're gonna sing praises to the Lord because it's his very breath that is in our lungs and we're gonna give it back to him and we're gonna say thank you Lord and we're gonna say I love you and we're gonna say it is your breath that is in my lungs so I'm gonna praise your holy name in this Feel your presence in this place. Come on, so we're gonna sing it together. Come
5: on,
6: it's your breath. It's your breath.
5: I just want to hear the
6: church. जो
7: Good morning, church. You can take a seat. Good morning, church. My, my name is Brian Bergen. I, I, ser- I serve as the, uh, the New Milford campus pastor as well as the young adult pastor here in, New Mil- in Bethel. Um, it is a great pleasure to be with all of you this morning. Thank you so much for coming out. Uh, in a minute, we're going to hear a clip of a testimony uh, from my friend Micah Jennings. So let's give it up for Micah for a minute. Now, when I was asked to think of someone at our, at our campus that could uh, tell a testimony of God moving in power this last year, Micah instantly came to my mind. Micah loves the Lord with all his heart, and there is no doubt about it. You just see the joy of the Lord on his face every single Sunday morning. And honestly, when I when I first started as campus pastor, the Lord put on my heart that He was raising him up to be a shepherd, a, a leader of his generation, and. It's, it, was, it was confirmed when he got baptized this, uh, this last fall. You know, but there's actually, Micah's actually part of a, a second testimony that I want to take one second and just share. Micah is part of a family that loves the Lord with all their heart, the Jennings family, Sarah, who's on the stage this morning, like this is, this is a spiritual machine of a family, and They all serve the Lord. I mean, Noah is on the stage worshiping the Lord uh, through drums. Uh, Chris is on the stage worshiping in New Milford. Paul serves in tech. Paul, like, I'm gonna tell you real quick. Paul, I came into church one morning and, and I messed up. I forgot to prepare something. And I was like, hey, can you help me with something? The joy of the Lord, he smiled and said, yes, what can I do for you? I gotta tell you something. When I was his age, like, yes, my parents told me to go and help people, but I I probably wasn't smiling when they told me to do that. But this whole family is just so, they have the joy of the Lord on their face. And I could not think of a better example of a rise and shine than a family that comes together, uh, they learn together, they serve together, and they pray together. And I wanna encourage all of you to really dig deep in that this next year. And Micah, thank you for your heart to serve the Lord. Thank you for your, uh, your, your testimony that you're gonna share to, to all of us, especially the youth. And I just wanna read something. While we were preparing, uh, you, you wrote this, and I'm not sure if they made it into the video, but you wanted to tell everybody, Jesus changed me for who I am, and I believe that he can do that to you and to anybody. And he asked the church to give him an amen. So church, can we give Micah an Amen. All right, let's listen so Micah, the
8: first question is who were you before you met Jesus?
9: Um, well so I grew up in a Christian household and I remember knowing Jesus I followed the people doing in church but I never really well was perfect. I would swim on the bus with my friends I would hang out with the wrong people and yeah no, uh I, I was I was a kind of, not fully, but, like, I was kind of a bully at school.
8: Tell me about the experience you had with Jesus, the encounter you had with Jesus at the Iron Bell concert here at Walnut Hill.
9: Well, uh, I walked with my parents, and I remember when we started, they told us to, like, take a minute and um, just be with the Lord. And the worship didn't even start, and I just felt Him. And uh I don't know, I started weeping and put my hands up. And that's when I started realizing that he was actually real.
8: Micah, can you tell us about your experience at the youth retreat?
9: Uh yeah. Um it was uh first of all the winter retreat. Um it's a called Hume Summer Camp and uh it's really fun. Uh you can, you know, like play broom hockey, you can explore and like play laser tag and all that stuff. And yeah, it's really fun. Um, but the best part in my opinion was there was this place called Hilltop and it was a place where we did, um, services from the morning and then night. And Mm. then, um, I just remember, uh, going with my cabin mates and, um, when I heard the worship for the first time, um, I kind of felt it again. You know, um, I remember it was really, really powerful And so was the sermon. It was pretty great. You know, like, after the first concert, when I found out that he was real, like, this was just another reminder that he was here. And I learned that it really wasn't just a religion, but it was a relationship with him. Hmm. And that was really special. So that got me starting to, like, you know, think more of God and not myself.
8: All right, Micah, can you tell us who you are now?
9: Well, after Hume's summer camp, I experienced the Lord more. I started reading the Bible more. I started praying more. I, I encountered him in more ways than I normally did back when I was, you know, eight years old. Um, and that really got me to get baptized. Um, I'm not ashamed anymore of being a Christian Um, I'm not, I I might not be perfect, but God's perfect, and that's really all I need,
8: so, yeah. Thank you, Micah, very much for sharing your testimony with all of us. I know it's going to have significant impact on, uh, your, your generation, so thank you.
9: Thank you for, um, letting me be here.
8: (laughs) Great.
0: (laughs) Well, Ellis. It's our turn to actually do this live and in person, and this is Arielis Rubio, and Arielis, I thought I'd just start by asking you, uh, how did we meet, what was the, the original encounter that we got to connect, and kinda led to this moment?
10: Well, um, hi everyone, uh, God bless you all. I'm really excited to be here. Um, well, the first time I kind of um, kinda met the church, Was because uh, my mom, she called me one day, uh, it was a Wednesday, and she told me, hey, like, uh, what are you doing? And I was like, mommy, I'm tired, I just got out of work. She's like, can you please drive me to this church? They're giving out food. And I was like, mommy, like, I don't want to do that, I'm tired. Anyways, I ended up coming here. Um, You know when you have those days where it's like, I was going through a lot of depression, I was going through a lot of things. You just want to, like, come home, lay down, and that's it. You don't want to hear anything. But it was meant to, for me to be here that day. So, and, and
0: you also you didn't want to say no to your mother. Let's I didn't that, want right? to say no to her because you know
10: she would she would have go crazy. <laughs> so, anyways, I came here, and the first thing I see is like I've been to um, different churches and places before that they give out food, and the way that this church was like so kind and so like they were happy to give food away. I was like. I mean, in all the places I've been, you even have to give your social because you have to give so much information. And I was like, oh, so you just, you just, you're not going to ask me for anything. You're just going to be like, here, God bless you and take it. I was, I was amazed to that. I think that moment, that, that was when everything started yeah. for me.
0: Ariel, before we move on, I just want to say thank you so much for being willing to share this testimony, because it takes a lot of courage to come yeah. up here, <laughs> and, and even just to share something as vulnerable as there was a need that you had, and you stepped in, and, and then you got this blessing that you didn't anticipate, which, yeah. which sort of led to where we got to meet at the newcomers' lunch, yeah. which was so great. I, I sat there and listened to your story, and I said... Someday we're going to be able to tell
10: this story to everybody. <laughs> no, I was. That was, the, that was the second thing. Like the second time. So I came to church. I came. I sit all the way in the back, and I was just <laughs> listening to the music. And I was like, you know, great, this church. I love it. By like 1230... It was done i was like so so this means what's
0: what's significant about that to
10: me because i'm spanish i'm dominican so we come from a church like it's three o'clock and we still they still talking so i was like that by 12 30 i was like i can still go get breakfast i can still go get (laughs) my pancakes So I was, like, so happy about it. It was all about
0: the pancakes. (laughs) Yes.
10: I was so happy about it. I was like, oh, my God, I can still go get breakfast, whatever. (laughs) So then the second time I came, you guys have lunch. For the, I was like, lunch? For the new people that come here? I was like, great. I love this church. <laughs> so, because I love food. Who doesn't love food? So I went to the, to the uh, meeting you guys had, and then I shared my story. And yes. you know when you share your story on social media and it goes viral? My story went viral. It did go viral,
0: yes. Because <laughs> you've actually heard a little bit of Ariella's story that I've told without using her name in a previous sermon. So here we <laughs> But now we're actually putting a
10: face with a name. Yes. Yeah. Because it was more people saying their yes. stories and stuff. And then, yes. and then it was funny because then we, go, we went home and then my boyfriend's like, "What? why did you just say that? Like, why <laughs> did you just say you came to church because they were giving food away? I'm like, because that's, that's what really happened. I mean, I was impacted the fact that, that they were so kind. And I saw the love of God through them, yeah. you know? And I felt like to me, I was like, I needed that in that moment. Sometimes I tell people like, just with a smile, you can change other people's life. You know? You don't know what people are going through, but like you just looking at them and saying, I've been to places and people be like, Oh, God bless you and I'm like, Okay. I keep going, I'm like, oh wow, that did something an to me. Impact. Yes. You know? Yes. So I feel like that's all about about rising, you know, and shine. Yes. Shine. And about, you know, you showing the love of God. You know, yes. and that's how I feel. Like, I, I'm, I feel home. Like, I feel like yeah. this is a place you want to be in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I love to hear that. So just give us a little bit of a snapshot of since those first few times, you know, we, we fed you so you came back. <laughs> so that was good. But after that, what was the experience with your family and, and even with how the Lord has used these, these experiences lately for you to be able to shine,
10: yeah, sure, um, so I was you know like I said before, I was a Christian since I was born, you know my whole family, but you know, when you grow up, you kind of like lose your sight, you know, yeah, you go a different you way. Lose your way, and um, so when I came here, I just started like I just say like that's it, I can't play no more. Like, I got to be with God. Like, this is where I belong. And then my boyfriend, he, he like, he never like believed. Like, he's like, oh, I love God, but I don't have to go to church. Mm -hmm. And I never, that's one thing. I never rushed him. I never told him like, oh, you know, you got to go to church. And I was never like on Mm -hmm. him with that. I was every Sunday, I was getting up, getting ready, coming to church, getting up, getting ready to come to church. And then one day he came to church without me saying anything. He started getting ready. I'm like, where are you going? He's like, I'm coming to church with you. And I'm like, Okay, so I didn't even, like, say nothing. I was like, all right, let's go. So then he he started coming, and then he's like, oh, I love it, you know. He said this looked like a concert, you know, when you go to a concert. (laughs) So he kind of, like, felt like he was not in church like that. So then um, one day, this is a a short story, that one day um, we were so tired, Saturday night, we were so tired, and then we woke up, and then he was like, oh, I'm so tired, I don't want to go to church. And I was like, yeah, we're going to stay in tonight, I mean, today, whatever. And then something came in my ear. I know that was God. He he told me like, if you would've had to go to work, you would've got up from that bed <laughs> and go and clock in your work. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm not even gonna say anything and I I got up, I took a shower, he's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to church because if I were to go to work, I would have been, in, you know, getting ready already. By the time I was dressed, he was already in the shower because he was coming <laughs> with me to church. So I Praise felt like it was amazing. And yeah, he's doing yeah. a lot of things in our family.
0: Amen, amen. <laughs> One of the things you shared with me, Arielis, was just how your your daughter is experiencing church and also just how you've been able to recently have some some influence on some others. Tell us a little bit about
10: that. Of course, of yeah. course. Like, everybody's asking me, like, oh, I see, you know, I see that you're different now. Like, I do hair, I have my own business, I do, you know, so anybody, all the girls, you know, you guys <laughs> can talk to me later, I got you. <laughs> so, you know, when you get people that goes to your to your place where you work, you know, um, they come with so much so much stuff they go through in life, yeah. and I'm, I said I'm the therapist, you know. But now it's just different. Now I'm like, instead of talking about, oh no, you gotta go to, th- you gotta go see a therapist. You got, I'm like, come to church. You know, you need to, you need Jesus in your life. Like, and they're like, why are you talking to me like that now? <laughs> because I met, I met, I met Jesus. Like, yeah. you grew up being a Christian because sometimes parents, you know, bring you to church when you're yeah. little. But when you meet Jesus, when you actually know him and you actually feel like, okay, he's here with me, you're able to share that with everybody and everybody see the change. And I encourage everybody that when you have someone with you, even at work, family, always just show with your, the way of you being, just talk about God. People need that word god they need i don't know it's something about his word when you said that yeah. that can heal people yeah. that can transform people it's like they need it so much in these times yeah. so we have we've been having so much hard times where a lot of things i tell people don't go to social media social media can tell you a lot of things but when you go to god and you go and you talk to him you actually be like i was amazed to the testimony that the guy was saying yeah. i was crying because i'm like I feel like he knew God. Like he he yeah. had that touch with him and I know because I've been there. So yeah. if you haven't feel like that with God, you have to you have to get there because it's amazing. After that, you can't go back.
0: Amen. Amen. <laughs> I I knew you were going to do a great job up here, but Arielles, you just hit a home run. Thank you so much. I want to pray for you because yes. God's got a, his Amen. hand on you and his He's got great plans for you and your family. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for Arielis and this, this story, which is not just a story, it's her life. It's how you are impacting her for the sake of your kingdom. Yes, you are blessing her, Lord. You are doing wonderful things in her life and these and they have great benefits to her. But beyond that, Lord, you are doing these things in her life that you might use her in her family, in her community, in that situation where she's got people, a captive audience, getting their hair done for a half hour or more. Who knows how much time, what an opportunity that you're giving her where she's going to be able to speak the hope-filled words of Jesus over their lives. So I pray you just fill her up to overflowing, and Lord, that you would use her mightily, that she would truly arise and shine for the sake of your kingdom, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I think we should stand and worship God on... On this note, amen, let's stand.